You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 805 of the Locked on Hawks podcast. I'm your host, Brad Roland. It is Tuesday evening into Wednesday, and we actually have plenty of news to get to, surprisingly, actually, uh, how much news there was uh, between yesterday and today. But alas, here we are. Before we get to all of that, though, check out our recent shows, including our last podcast came out on Tuesday morning, outlining the fact that the Hawks will be picking number 50 overall in the second round, and also Jamie Gertz repping the team at a lottery on Thursday, etc., etc. Then I ended that show with some fake trade chatter about Ben Simmons, so catch up on that one and everything else from the archives. Um, please subscribe today, and thank you very much for listening, as always. Okay, uh, the two pieces of news that changed between yesterday and today. First one, a little bit lesser so than the second one, but it's still news nonetheless. Uh, first, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reported that the NBA is getting close to a plan for a virtual draft combine, but rather than holding it in one place, it'll be a regional event um, in different in different places throughout September. Prospects would basically go to regional facilities for physicals and measurements and testing, and honestly, that's the most important thing of the combine. I know, I know guys are able to play 5-on-5, five five, but for the most part, teams will tell you that they value the other stuff more uh, particularly the testing, the interviews, and the measurements, etc. Um, obviously, no surprise that the league wants to do something for a combine, and teams are uh, have been sort of chirping about not having a combine for quite some time. But there you go on that. We will update that as, be- as it becomes more official. It's not official just yet. Uh, just some re- some reporting from Woj, but alas, that is in the offing. Um, the number two thing that I want to touch on is uh, the major news and something we've been talking about for quite some time, weeks, really even months, and that is that the NBA and the Players Association finally announced and came to an agreement on some off-season workout stuff for the Delete 8 teams, the non-bubble teams, and that, of course, includes the Hawks. That was announced on Tuesday evening. I'm going to read part of this uh, statement to you. Basically, it's going to be, and I quote, voluntary group voluntary group workouts at the team facilities while residing in a campus-like environment under, con- under controlled conditions. It also includes comprehensive health and safety protocols that will govern the program for the benefit of all particip- participating players, coaches, and team staff. So, in short, this is going to be scheduled to take place from September 14th, which is still almost a month away now, through October 6th. So, obviously, multiple weeks, you know, three-plus weeks of events. And a two-phase outcome of what's going to be happening here. The first phase is the first week from the 14th to the 20th um, of September. That's going to be a continuation of the voluntary individual workouts at team facilities and then uh, daily COVID-19 testing for all players and all staff that are planning to to participate in the group workouts that are coming later on in phase two. Then phase two begins on September 21st and goes through October 6th. That's going to be group training activities in the market. Of course, that's going to be in Atlanta, and that's going to include practices, skill sessions, conditioning sessions, and inter-squad scrimmages. Also, the entire time, daily COVID-19 testing. And by the way, each team, so the Hawks obviously, will have to create their own campus-like environment in the home city, and that campus will include the team's facilities and private living accommodations for all players and and team staff in order to participate in the group activities. Uh, This is an important one. Players and team staff must remain on the campus, I assume, for the duration of the time. Um, Player participation, by the way, is again voluntary. That's the biggest thing here. This is not mandatory, so the Hawks cannot make anybody do this, Um, coaches or staff or players. But that's uh, what that's sort of the deal. That's what we, we've been hearing the entire time recently is that nothing was going to be mandatory, and that's going to be the case here. 
Also, this of course includes players that are under contract, but it also, uh, because of shortness in terms of roster stuff for most teams and uh, who will be available, they're allowing the eight teams, including the Hawks, to um, bring in up to five players that are not currently under an NBA contract, but they have to have been with the G League with the G League last year and assigned to the G League affiliate during last season. So that kind of limits the player pool a little bit more to guys who were in College Park, alas. Um, this is still interesting. Nothing, nothing is like terribly shocking about this in terms of what they're going to be doing and what they're going to be implementing based on the reporting that's been going on for the last several weeks. But this is official. This was announced by the NBA. I know it was broken uh, by, a few minutes earlier by Sham Sarania of The Athletic on Tuesday evening. But this is a formal announcement by the league. This is happening as of, as of September 14th. Um, this is going to be a circle. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there will not be a whole lot of media availability here, but we'll definitely be trying to get some information out of what happens. We're still a few weeks away from this actually happening. But in, in advance of the lottery, which is real news, yeah, at least some... Players, I assume, will be, will be participating in this. Uh, again, we we, do, we have no idea how many. We have no idea who who and which players. The Hawks don't have that many guys under contract. That's worth pointing out as well. And again, this is entirely voluntary. You know, of course, sometimes it's like wink-wink voluntary. But this time around, I'm sure the Player Association is going to be pretty diligent in making sure that players do not have to do this if they don't want to. But the Hawks have been pretty eager to, t- to, t- to take the floor throughout the offseason. So you could see uh, the coaching staff. You could see Trey Young. You could see John Collins, Cam Reddish, etc. I'm not sure about that. We'll see what happens there. But I know the Hawks have been eager to have something on the books. And now they do. So this is definitely a win for Atlanta. And we will, of course, talk about this much, much more as we get going here. But there you go on that. Um, we actually had plenty to get to on this podcast that was not related to that. But I wanted to obviously open up with that as the big news on Tuesday evening into Wednesday morning. So that, get, that gets that out of the way. If you have any questions about that or if I agree by I sort of cruise past something, please let me know. But that was the official announcement from the League and the Players Association, and we'll touch on more of that later on. Okay, after a quick break, we will chat about the lottery in full. This is going to be our last podcast before the lottery, unless something crazy happens. But before we get to all of that, a word from the good folks at DoorDash. You want Chinese food, they want pizza, and somebody else in the group is craving dessert. But fortunately, there is something for everybody over at DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash right DoorDash app right now. Choose what you want to eat, and, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting as DoorDash aims to keep communities safe. DoorDash has over 300,000 partners. and In fact, I used it earlier this evening, and I was able to support a local go-to or choose from a favorite national restaurant of my choosing. Right now, though, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that is code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off on your first order with DoorDash. Today's podcast is also sponsored by the good folks at Built Bar, and Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious. I've told you all kinds of times in the past how much I really love the original Built Bar flavors, but now there are, there are 18 amazing flavors to choose from, including six new selections like caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, and a personal favorite of mine with cookies and cream. Each bar is covered in 100% chocolate, and importantly, they are all very soft and easy to chew. And from there, it is crucial to note that Built Bars are fantastic for those of us that are trying to be health conscious. You can maintain weight, you can lose weight while still indulging a in a, in a traditious and a delicious, I should say, treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. And Built Bar is even great for the keto diet right now. Built Bar is even offering a free cooler with every purchase while supplies last. 
You can find everything you need at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON. When you do that, you'll get $10 off on your, on your next order from Built Bar. One more time, that is BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your next order. Check it out at BuiltBar.com. All right, with all the news uh, out of the way, we will dive into the lottery. And I, I'm recording this Tuesday evening. The lottery is on Thursday night. The rest of the podcast will be about that. And again, Thursday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, ESPN. And for the sake of planning, again, this is my last podcast, I think, scheduled before the lottery actually takes place. That could change, as always, but there you go on that. As a reminder, the Hawks actually got unlucky with their own pick last year. They had an 8.8% chance to fall all the way to number 8 with their own pick from where they were pre-lottery last year, and that's what ended up happening. Of course, they then traded the pick for DeAndre Hunter and in that whole package, but alas, they actually got unlucky with their own pick. Now, they did benefit somewhat from the Mavericks landing in a pretty good spot for Atlanta, and Dallas could have jumped in the top four, etc., and then uh, they got Cam Reddish out of that, but but still they got pretty, they got at least reasonably unlucky last year with the ping pong balls themselves. Uh, in terms of lottery history, I would firmly recommend checking out a piece that's going to be dropping on Wednesday morning from Wes Morton at Peachtree Hoops about lottery history and franchise luck in the lottery to this point. But as a refresher course from what's been happening in the last two decades or so when the Hawks were in the lottery, again last year the Hawks dropped from five to eight with their own pick when it comes to pre-lottery positioning to post-lottery positioning. In 2018, they actually went up from four to three uh, before trading the pick, et cetera, et cetera. Um, before that, they were actually out of the lottery for a full decade as they made the playoffs every year for 10 years. But um, back in the 2000s, 2007, they actually got pretty lucky going from four to three to get Al Horford. That was an, obviously a fantastic um, boon for the Hawks. Before that, though, they got unlucky a couple different times. 2006, they dropped from four to five to get Sheldon Williams. That was a disaster, of course. 2005, they actually dropped from one to two in the Marvin Williams draft. 2004, they stayed at six, both pre and post, and drafted Josh Childress in the lottery. And in 2001, they moved up from five to three in the Pau Gasol draft, actually became Sharif Abdurrahim. And then 2000, they dropped from five to six to take Jamar Johnson. So obviously, it goes without saying, but I'll say it again now, there is no like being due when it comes to the lottery. Uh, the lottery, it's all fixed odds. It's pure luck. And I know there's uh, people that want to believe that the Hawks or do or something like that, but alas, um, the ping pong balls are what they are, and uh, we'll talk about the odds in a second. Now, again, they only have their own pick to monitor this year. Last year, it was a lot more interesting in some ways because we had so, we had multiple balls in the air the entire time. Not as chaotic this time around when compared to last year, but still a very significant moment for this franchise right now. I've said this before a lot of times, and also Jamie Kurtz said this again on Tuesday afternoon. But the Hawks are definitely hoping this is their final trip to the lottery for their own pick for quite some time. Obviously, next year it's too early to project, and the Hawks can make the playoffs next year. Even if they don't, you're hoping to be better than this year. So at least that way, you could get lucky in the lottery. But alas, I think everyone would agree that's uh, both following this team, working for the team, playing for the team, etc., that they are not trying to be in the lottery anymore. And if they are, it would be at least uh, in the in the uh, lower part of the lottery, not the higher part of the lottery. Alas. So that puts some pressure in some ways on this lottery process. Obviously, the Hawks can't really do anything about it right now, but it would be nice if they got lucky on Thursday. We'll talk about that more often as we get closer. Um, going over the odds a little bit by the different slots, it goes without saying that the, it's, it's pretty flat these days. You know, A couple years ago, they changed the lottery odds, and uh, nothing is really pronounced, and some of the combinations have changed up. The Hawks have the, have the fourth best odds overall. They have the uh, fourth fourth best odds to get the number one pick also. But, alas, um, the number one overall pick is a 12.5% chance. So one out of eight for the Hawks to get number one overall. Then number two is 12.23%. 
Number three, 11.89%. Number four, 11.46%. So those are all roughly the same. A little bit different, obviously, but the top four spots are all roughly the same. Number five actually is pretty unlikely at 7.24%. Number six is the single most likely position for Atlanta at 25.74%. Number seven, 16.74%. And then finally, the Hawks could get very, very unlucky again and go down to number eight overall, but that's only 2.19% of the time. That, That basically requires four teams behind them to jump over them. That's very, very unlikely to happen, but alas, it is at least possible. Now, for some combined odds to kind of give you some more ranges, uh, if the Hawks have a 24.73% chance to get in the top two, so about one in four approximately, a 36.62% chance to get in the top three, so a little little bit better than a one in three chance there. Uh, Top four is almost a coin flip, 48% chance to be in the top four, 55% 55% chance, so more than half, um, to be a top five pick. And then the big one is an 81% chance to be a top six pick in the draft. So obviously, if the Hawks fall below that, they got pretty unlucky. Uh, top seven pick, 97%. And the Hawks are, again, guaranteed to stay in the top eight on Thursday, even though eight, 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 eight's sort of a disaster, but at least it can't get any worse than that. Now, um, there are a couple more ranges that I want to touch on real quickly. Um, the Hawks have a 24% chance to be either number two or number three. They have a 35.58% chance to be somewhere in the two to four range, a 42.83% chance to be between two and five, which is sort of a sweet spot in some respects. Um, 23% chance to be three or four, a 31% chance almost to be between three and five, etc. Um, a big one, again, this is the more pessimistic one. I, I told you before the Hawks have this uh, have a, almost a coin flip to be a top five pick, but the more pessimistic one is that they have a 52% chance almost, 51.92% to be number five or worse. So if the Hawks get, get the fifth pick in the draft, they didn't get unlucky. Let's just say that right now. It's going to feel like it, and it's going to and because they would have fallen, quote-unquote, from number four to number five, that would have been unlucky, but they're actually more likely to be outside the top four than they are to be inside the top four. So keep that in mind, even with the even with the talking point that the Hawks, of course, enter, enter the lottery at number four overall, they're still more likely to be dropping than uh, even staying put or going up. And then uh, only a... 44.68, I should say, percent chance to be number six or worse, and an 18.94% chance to be seventh or worse. So lots of numbers there. I definitely would urge you, by the way, to check out the written uh, odds that are out there. I'm not the greatest talker in the world, as everyone knows, but I wrote these up at peachtreehoops.com. They are pinned to the front page. If you want to look at them and play with the odds, etc., they are up there and available for you in that in that form. Again, I understand the urge to lament Atlanta's lottery luck, and prior to 2007 and some luck with the Al Horford stuff, the Hawks did run pretty bad in the lottery at times, not too disastrous, as you can probably see from uh, from Wes's post at pastryhoops.com on Wednesday morning. But no matter what you think about the trade last, uh, sorry, two years ago, the Hawks did benefit from jumping jumping from five to three. Um, 2019, they got unlucky, of course, but Dallas could have made it even worse by jumping in the top four, and they didn't, so that could have been much worse, and they ended up with Cam as a result of that. I did poke fun at some people that were openly saying that they wanted the Hawks to land six or seven in the lottery rather than three or four, which is obviously pretty silly. Even if you like the value in that six, seven range more than three, four range in the draft, uh, and that's perfectly defensible, you obviously want the higher pick just for value. You could trade down, you could trade out, et cetera, rather than giving up the value to drop down. So even if you don't love anybody in this class, I mean, the jokes have been out there. I've made the same joke about how the Hawks would like would be like, you know, kind of uh, on brand for Atlanta to be in the top two in this class, it's kind of a shaky class. You still want that. I mean, it would be a tough decision in some ways if Anthony Edwards was gone, if you were picking number two or number three. 
in this draft, but you still want that pick and the flexibility and the value that it pre- that it presents. So uh, cross your fingers if you're a Hawks fan. Again, the odds are available at peacehoops.com if you want to look at them, so reference those at your leisure. And uh, yeah, I don't have anything else in the lottery. Obviously, there's enough we can, that we sort of can do to preview it, but at the end of the day, it's really just ping pong balls and combinations and pure math. That's not fun in some ways, but alas, that's what we have. Again, the Hawks, number four coming in. Uh, they could be in, they could be number one. They actually have a better chance to be number one than they do to, than they do to be number five or number eight. That's a good thing. So if you want to get creative with the odds, you can find, kind of find whatever you want to, whether you want to be optimistic or pessimistic. Uh, I know I am a generally pessimistic person by nature, but alas, um, you know, optimism is probably better served in this spot. And regardless, though, the Hawks are going to be in a position. Even if they were to fall to seven or eight, they'll be in a position to draft someone that I think is going to be a very useful player for them looking forward. And we'll obviously talk about all of that stuff after the lottery. Um, I am planning to do a quick reaction on the podcast by myself on Thursday evening and then hopefully a deep dive with a guest or two on Friday into the weekend so we can sort of set the stage for the rest of the time because then it's sort of an eight-week sprint to the finish in the NBA draft in mid-October. Um, I, of course, am gearing up this gearing up for this for a long time. I've been having guests on about the NBA draft for months and months and months now. Even when games were happening, we were talking about the draft, but uh, all kinds of guests from Jackson Frank and Brian Schroeder and Sam Bassini, uh, ben, ben Pfeiffer, Max Carlin, Zach Hood a ton of times, uh, even Ben Ladner, Tower Jones, everyone's been talking about the draft with me on this podcast. I'm sure I missed people just now, but uh, that's going to be happening again in the next eight weeks. If you listened to the show last year and the year before, you would know that I basically just did a cavalcade of guests in the last you know month plus before the draft. That's, that's, the, plan, that's the plan again this year, just sort of blow this whole thing out, diving deep into the into the scenarios, etc. So we will see where the Hawks are picking in just a few hours from now. Again, please subscribe to the podcast and we'll be back again at the very, very latest on Thursday night to talk about all that happened at the lottery.